Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change with your hosts, Jennifer Evans and Claire Oatway. Join us and feel uplifted and inspired as we share with you powerful and insightful stories, top tips and tools with our expert guests on an array of topics covering all aspects of life and business designed to ignite your potential and help you thrive in times of great change. So welcome everybody and uh, yeah, welcome along to the next edition of Exponential Potential and uh, today I have a very, very, very special guest who I think you'll be familiar with. <laughs> so my compadre and co-host and co-conspirator and co-co-co, <laughs> Jen Sen. Um, but let me, let me, we often kind of dive into everybody else's uh, background, uh, Jen. So let me, let me share a little bit more about you so that people kind of know, you know, what's, what's, behind you kind of what goes on day in day out so Jennifer Evans I feel like this is your life now Jennifer Evans <laughs> <laughs> as we know another uh, Zen Jen is she's an expert freeing women from overwhelm and anxiety those who feel frazzled and stuck um, you take clients from struggle and stress to ease and flow and those clients who work with you become calm and focused and have a true sense of, of who they are and what ignites their soul. Uh, they have confidence and clarity that allows them to take bold and inspired action uh, to gain success, financial reward, freedom and fulfillment in all areas of their lives. And, you know, it just feels, it just feels so true. Um, this feels the essence of you. Um, you're the founder of Zen Gen, uh, a transformation coach, a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, and a Reiki master. Uh, and you've been helping clients now for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're passionate about guiding clients um, how to live a life they love. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that... Um, well, I'm, I'm sure we drop it into nearly every single episode because it's... I, I'm just jealous uh, but you, you you run a really successful business and live in Italy and are living a great life with your wonderful partner Dominic um, and your dog Poppy um, and you truly do love life and business uh, kind of as well as you know offer offering that personalized coaching and support um, to people so gorgeous to see you thank you thank you Claire it was a lovely introduction <laughs> and um it, it's funny because people say oh gosh you're so lucky you're so blessed and yes I do feel so appreciative of what I have but this is my doing it's always been my doing my my self-belief my behavior my you know my attitude towards life um so you know it it isn't luck people often think oh god you're so lucky but it truly isn't luck it's it's all come from my my belief and not knowing what's possible not just for me but for everybody you know knowing what's possible and there are so many unlimited unlimited possibilities and that, I think that's one of the reasons we call this 
exponential potential, didn't we? Because yeah. it, it, it is, that's what life's about. Yes, it's it's so true. Um, so tell us more about what you do outside the podcast. Um, and yeah, you know, who, who paint a picture of your typical client, for example? Um, yeah. So my typical client, as you, as you mentioned in the introduction, um, uh, is women. Um, I have had and do work with a few um, men, but most of my clients are women. Um, and they're women that are similar age group, um, sort of between 35, maybe 60, 65. But most of the women I attract are similar to, have gone through similar things to I have in my life. So they're at a point in life where they are, they are stuck. They're, they're feeling a bit lost. Um, they don't know what direction to take. They just know that there is a better way to live. They know there's more for them. Um, they, you know, they're stuck in that rut of struggle and pressure that they put on themselves. They're lacking confidence. They've kind of lost some self-doubt, you know, not lost confidence and feeling self-doubt. Um, and a lot of clients, actually, I would say 97% of my clients come to me with anxiety. Um, and I think I just want to mention that women you know we look at anxiety as such an issue and um a problem and it's we we feel shameful for it we feel that we shouldn't have anxiety we look at it as a weakness and actually it's a really it's a a really it's a it's a flag it's a red flag but it's a is your body letting you know that the thoughts and beliefs that you have are not true. Does that make sense? Have you? I just got tingles on my body then. <laughs> and that's and and actually, um, well, what you can't see is is the goosebumps that are here because I've never heard that description of anxiety in such a in such a beautiful way, and and I think. You know, when you describe it as the the, the body signals in in terms of what what's going on right now, um, yes, uh, kind of it can be that particular environment, but it can also be cues that that something else is off kilter. Yes. I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, really. I mean, our, our bodies let us know about everything, and when we feel that anxiety, it is it's a it's an alarm call. It's a hang on a minute. What what's what's my body trying to tell me? We look at anxiety as such a bad thing and a weakness, but it's not. It's a call, it's a call to do things differently. It's a call to take note and become aware of, of your thoughts and your behaviors. And also, like you said, the environment that you're in. If your environment is creating anxiety, if the people that you're hanging out with make you feel anxiety then maybe that's not the environment you need to be in maybe that's not the people you need to be hanging around with yeah yeah you know so and and so and the sort of the lesser version of anxiety is overwhelm so the feelings of overwhelm again and I've I've been um sitting I remember sitting well actually several occasions but one particular occasion around my business is um just not knowing what to do or where to begin. 
Do you want to tie and record? <laughs> that's that's brilliant. We're human, Claire. We, you know, life happens. Like that's what get a stand on YouTube. <laughs> It's like plus under 18. Oh my goodness me. And he's brought the puppy dog up as well. Oh, bless. <laughs> so you are, you, so you, anxiety, anxiety, overwhelm. <laughs> puppy dogs. And, and you could have got really overwhelmed by that whole situation then. You could have got, we both could have got really stressed about, oh my God. But you know, it's, it's, we can, I think it's it, you know finding ways to laugh is is yeah. so important. Um, but what I was saying about overwhelm, it is again. It's when I was sitting, you know, looking at my business as I'm evolve. As we always, you know, we continue to evolve and expand. Not well, I'm you know expand as well, but <laughs> expand when we become expansive, we constantly be taking out of our comfort zones. So there is always, there's a little time where there it can get quite overwhelming. And I remember when I took my business online, there's so much to that. It's so different from a face-to-face local business, you know, to going worldwide international and reaching the people you need to reach. Uh, So that was really, became really overwhelming at that moment. But then I remembered the tools. I went and spoke to somebody. I asked for help. And just by doing that, because we're so good at doing everything by ourselves, just by doing that, the overwhelm just, you know, it's like I was back in control again. It's it's your body letting you know that there's there's time to take a step back. And so neither of them are bad. You know, none of those, no, no feelings are bad. It's just your body letting you know that there's something that needs to be looked at, either something needs to be healed, or you might need to call, you know, call a, call some support, whether that's a friend that can help, whether that's a um, support group that you're part of, or that you need to be part of something to give you extra support. We don't need and, to do things alone. And I think, you know, there's, there's so much that's chimed for me in that, and around um, almost the the judgment that we have for anxiety um and and sometimes we'll to self-medicate <laughs> we get busier we kind of go oh no this the to-do I'm not doing enough on my to-do list I'm not doing yeah I need to do this and this and this and this and this, this, yeah. this and not stop and let kind of that other that other guidance come through which is you know more settled more considered more likely to succeed frankly than just being busy or um, yeah. sometimes I know within office environments the anxiety comes through and you you then you know you catch up with somebody over coffee and it, it spills out into that but you don't really get to the root you're you know feeding it out which is yeah not great so so why why did you follow this path then why why do you do what you do what you do I, I think well when I was young <laughs> in the black and white in black and white days <laughs> As my dad, as we say about my dad in the black and white days, <laughs> before TV, <laughs> we, um, I was always drawn to help people. I remember my mum suffered migraines really badly. And actually looking back, I'm not surprised. 
why. Um, but I used to soothe them. I used to help take them away. And because I, I, I've always been drawn to healing and massage and, and just, I pick up on other people's feelings. Um, and I could feel, I didn't, I could feel her pain almost in her head. So I would help soothe that pain away or ease that pain through. And I didn't, you know, through touch. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. So that was sort of my first steps into wanting to help somebody, not fix, you know, not fix somebody. And, but just, I could see her feel her pain and I didn't want her to feel like that. And I wanted to care and nurture, nurture her. And it was a natural, it was, it was never a question of whether it was right. You know, I just did, did that. And I continued to do that. Um, you know, if I saw a somebody in trouble or um, I would help them. I would go and see if they, what could I do? How can I help you? Um, so that's where I started. And then when I grew up, I kind of, I was kind of a weirdo. My brothers, bless them and love them. But I was the weird, I still am. They still call me a witch. <laughs> Get your cauldron out, Jen. And you know, where's your spells? <laughs> Um, so I was always a bit outside of the family I was um, I've got a sister but she's a lot older so I was the only girl growing up amongst three boys and um, so I always felt a bit of an outsider and it, as I evolved um, so I went into the corporate world for 15 years um, sales and marketing and then training so I learned a lot about personal development and I was on the side of teaching that and then I moved back into wanting to help people holistically. So massage and Reiki and reflexology. And that naturally evolved into coaching. Because um, I, I can see, you know, from, our, from a woman's point of view, we, we, do, we do so much for other people. We're constantly putting others first. And we forget about ourselves. And I think one of the reasons I do what I do and love what I do is seeing somebody's shifts and transformations and aha moments of going, hang on a minute, if I really take care of myself, what, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that for me, I deserve it, I'm worthy of it. Because we all feel, you know, we all have that underlying of lack of self-worth and um, low self-esteem, certainly I did. Um, but when you watch a woman, reconnect to themselves and their self-worth and their love for themselves you you just see all this stuff and crap just almost you see it let go you see their shoulders come down you see that they realize the importance up to themselves and their lives and their loved ones the impact the positive impact that has on them and the realization of the, the sense of freedom that brings and just seeing that on their faces and going from session to session and transform as they transform. It's just, yeah, it's, it's something it's hard to put into words. It's just, it's such a wonderful feeling and to see women coming into their own um, and not having to prove themselves or not having to struggle or try and feel good enough. Yeah. Cause we are good enough. All of us, not just women, men as well, <laughs> not discluding men. <laughs> what do you think holds 
people back from tapping into their their exponential potential? Fear is a big one. Um, we're so fearful of so many different things. Some of us may be that we don't feel good enough. You know, we don't feel good enough to to be to to delve into that exponential potential to live our best life. Um, we don't feel worthy enough. The fear that we will fail or succeed, because that brings, you know, when you are successful, that brings change. Um, the fear, the, the worry about what other people, I think one of the biggest is worrying about what people think. Mm. Caring too much about other people's opinions of you are, you know, what they what their opinion is of you. Trying yeah. to trying to fit into that box that people have put you in growing up you know your parents your 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 siblings your previous relationships trying to stay you know oh I'm not going to shake you know I'm not going to rock the boat or I'm I'm quite happy in my comfort zone yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah the, there's so many reasons why we don't and most of it is fear you know, fear of failure, fear of making a fool of ourselves, worrying about what other people think. If we stopped, just, just imagine, and this had a massive impact on me, imagine what we could do and what we could be if we stopped focusing on what other people might, might be thinking of us. If we took that away completely and we didn't give a damn about what other people thought of us. Then that's where we can be living in our exponential potential. Yeah. And that's every aspect, isn't it? In, in terms of how you dress, how you stand, how you show up in conversations, in relationships, in, in, in work, kind of the path mm. you choose, you know, even just the smallest um areas that that normalizing has got a, such a strong hold <laughs> it's mm. just yeah. yeah yeah and and it's it's very subconscious as well it's sneaky it's most of the time we don't realize that we're doing something or not doing something because we're worried about what somebody might think yeah and and, and the other big thing is lack of self-belief you know we, we don't believe that we are capable of, of doing something. But it's all intertwined. You know, the, the lack of belief, we then focus on what other people might think because we don't believe enough in ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's, it's not exclusively a gender issue, but there's a very st no. strong gender bias in that of, you know, don't be too big for your boots, don't be too showy, don't be, you know, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> Yeah, no, just sit in the uh, yes, and I think we've said this in other in other um, podcasts, previous um, previous or maybe future. I'm not sure, but I think we've had the conversation where you know women were persecuted for hundreds of years, and and but going back thousands of years, going back into more tribal, women are revered. You know, the wise crone in a in a in certain cultures, we're looked upon. Um, but in 
other cultures, we've been, you know, we've been witches and burnt at the stake and yeah. not been able to vote until a hundred year, hundred or so years ago. Having to ask our husband's permission to do something. You know, that was only in the Western world, that was only a hundred years ago that we were like that. And it's interesting living in Italy and seeing, because we're kind of a hundred years back in where I live here, in rural, yeah. in rural Italy, um, how much the women do, still do, and the men are out doing their own thing. But the women are all about taking care of the children, taking care of the house. They might be working in the fields, but they still take care of everything else. There's still that dynamic, but it, you know, no wonder we carry that with us in that we're not good enough because we had to ask permission. Can we do something? Can we do this? And we had to rely mostly that, you know, we had to rely on a husband for us to, to survive. Just, yeah. And, and it, in, in some ways you, you can see how that melee, all that layering can contribute to that feeling of, of overwhelm. But you know, kind of what, what do you think from the clients that you work with, what do you think are the key, key causes, the, the roots, obviously, you know, fighting against generational and cultural rules that's that's one and and that's you know a long long debate in it in its own right but you know kind of what are the causes do you see I think and I think it's similar to the reasons why people don't live their exponential to, to being you know living their potential um mm. so lack of self and so overwhelm um a lot of overwhelm comes from judgment self-judgment you know we really a lot of self-criticism and negative self-talk Worrying about what other people think, lack of self-belief, lack of confidence, trying to, and from a physical standpoint, trying to do too much in one day or one week, you know, trying to keep everybody happy, putting everybody else before yourself. So there's so many things that we do uh, as women, as nurturers and carers, is everybody else is before us. As a mother, especially as a mother, everybody else comes before us. And we forget to take care of ourselves. Um, we're, we're constantly pushing to, to prove ourselves. We, some of us may be perfectionists. That's a massive cause of overwhelm. We look at somebody, you know, somebody else going, oh my God, look at what they've got. And we're comparing ourselves to other people. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's um, there's a lot wrapped up in this. Again, it's sneaky. Yeah, it's it comes almost, in and it's sneaky. Yeah, sneaky, almost corrosive, really. Yeah, and then of course there's the outside influences of what's going on in the world right now. I mean, it's yeah. anxiety and overwhelm and depression and loneliness is mental health issues are through the roof right now because we're focusing on what's going on and we feel helpless and frustrated and angry and there's grief and there's that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness 
And that's where um, I'm, I certainly find that social media and the, the media at large feeds mm. that. So kind of people find an outlet and then it creates even more division you know, as, as it goes through. And then if you look at some yeah. of the, the major judgments, particularly coming out of the US, but in other parts of the world in terms of you know, women's rights, kind of you know, the first stoning of a woman's plan soon and in a very long time you know it's just what's what's happening and it just you you feel that you're affected by what's going on in the community at large yes um, and and we are affected every yeah absolutely Claire every single one of us feels whether we know it or not we are feeling what's going on in the world yeah um But what's interesting is this is nothing new. You know, there's been greed and power struggles and conflict for eons since time, since man appeared. You know, there's always been that I am above you. Um, And what's interesting is previously we had religion to instill fear into the masses to keep the masses down. Because it's all about control and power and greed. And it's not, it's nothing new. Um, But what they have now is there's lots of other things that there's all, fear has always been generated to keep us distracted from our exponential potential, from living that life. Um, But the good news is, you know, and all the social media is really enhances that, you know. and media deliberately do it. We know they dramatize everything. Friend of mine posted something on Facebook and it was a picture of the UK. And it was two pictures of the weather map when the UK had the heat wave. <laughs> One weather map back from 76, 1976, when we had similar temperatures to the heat wave and the UK has just had, was normal map with some nice sunny, bright sunny um, icons and the degrees in very small writing. The other map was red and dark red and danger and oh my God, you know, and it's just interesting to see the difference between those two, how they emotionally impacted you. Yeah. Same same type of temperatures, totally different emotion and fear. Um, yeah. But yeah. We, we aren't, there is, it's not hopeless. And it's not hopeless time. It's a time where a, a massive potential for change and, and people coming together to make changes. This is all coming up. There's like this massive spotlight on everything at the moment, everything that's wrong. There's this massive giant spotlight that's lighting up all those people, the egomaniacal, egomaniacal leaders, try saying that after a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> you know, it's really, and but it's coming up for, it's an opportunity for us to be able to change things. We're evolving. This is another time, a massive time of evolution for humankind, I, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting on my high horse here with it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not all hopeless and it's not, we, we feel helpless, but we do have power. Every single one of us can make a difference. And, and it starts with us. And that comes back to the feeling of overwhelm and anxiety about being more gentle with ourselves and being kinder. 
like you know, not beating ourselves up so much and having compassion for the journey that we've had. And when we can be kinder and more gentle with ourselves, more compassionate understanding, treat ourselves like we would a best friend, we can then be kinder and more compassionate to others. And then that ripple ripples out, has a big ripple effect. The same that all the chaos and uncertainty is having an effect on us, as does that coming from a place of love and understanding, that also can have a ripple effect. So it's, it's important to take a step back from all that social media. Stop reading it, you know, stop looking at it. I don't get involved. Do you watch much of it, Claire? Do you watch the news at all? Do you listen? Well, who watches the news, but do you on social media? And... Uh, to varying levels. And I, I recognise that um, it's almost... Uh, so kind of for some people, you know, kind of when you're feeling anxious, you might like have a little tick, like have a little scratch or something like that. And I noticed that it's the phone thing. The, the, the phone scroll has become a little bit like that. So if, if I can't concentrate, I'll, you know, rather than go and be still, I pick up the phone and distract myself and then like mm -hmm. I'm lost. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah. I, and it, I think because it's caught in a spiral of agitation, mm. you know, you kind of don't know that it's necessarily the cause or if it's, you know, if it's, it's definitely contributing mm. <laughs> at times. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so many, I mean, I think what you, what you described there um, will be something that resonates with, with many of the people tuning in. Um, mm. And, and for some, I mean, I've been quite open with, with you and others about my journey um, in terms of burnout and <laughs> help uh, But for, for me, I, it wasn't until that happened that I realized the signs had been there. Mm -hmm. um, so what are the, you know, for, for those who are listening directly or for those that are you know, who may be experiencing this or may be seeing this in their, their best friend, kind of what are, this, what are the signs of becoming overwhelmed and, and you know, before it goes too far? Mm, before you that meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with having a meltdown, but we can stop it by being aware of our emotions and our feelings. So irritability is a, is a good, a very good sign when we get a bit snappy, and agitated and irritable with our loved ones or people at work or a situation. Um, emotional, you know, if we start to get a little bit emotional and we have a few tears watching um, something cute. I, I used to, I remember watching the Andrex puppy. Not everybody will know the Andrex puppy, but it was a really cute little dog with toilet paper wrapped around him. And I remember having tears watching that advert. <laughs> um, so yeah, being a bit tearful. Um, quick to anger, frustration, and probably a lot of people going, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, tick, um, not being able to sleep, so being restless, brain fog, not being able to think clearly, not having solutions and answers come to you, that's another good sign, 
um, yeah, I think that's, it's watching your emotions and your feelings and agitation, frustration, feeling fed up, feeling stuck. They're all signs of overwhelm. Mm. Um, and if you've got a partner that's feeling agitated and ang quick to anger, there may be a conversation is needed to say, you know, what's what's going on? How, you know, how are you doing? Can you know maybe go for a walk and have a chat? But know that their anger is usually not because of what's of something that you've done. It's just they're feeling very, very agitated and, and angry within yeah. themselves. Um, so yeah, there's some good signs. Yeah. And those emotions. You mentioned um, you know, going for a walk uh and kind of rest but are, are there any other tools that are your favorites that help you to stay calm or focus yes. or inspired? yeah so as you mentioned media area stay away from negative social media for sure we know what's going on in the world we don't need to keep seeing it over and over again so stay away from things that are upsetting um cause yeah cause emotional upset or cause you anger stay away from people that do that as well so if there's um you know somebody in your family or your friends maybe just sort of take a little bit of a back seat not spend so much time with them but the things that you can do for yourself in is slow down slow right down and breathe it's really important to take time to make time because we need to we, we feel we have never ever got enough time but it's so important to make time for you to relax or just to take a few moments to gather yourself every morning I have a ritual um, that takes between five and ten minutes to help me ground myself and set up my day um, and part of that is gratitude, breathing. When we breathe deeply, it slows us down. It helps regroup our thoughts. It kind of is like a stop. So, And it's free and it's simple and you can do it anywhere at any time. So breathing is massive. Um, try and focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And get present with that one thing. Be engaged with it. Um, I know I know our thoughts are always always spinning and it's in, for women especially it's near impossible to have a quiet to shut those thoughts off so instead of trying to shut those thoughts off and get angry and judge judgmental with them just keep bringing yourself back to what you're doing and if what you're doing is feeling stuck and you're not making any movement do something else go and move the energy somewhere else Incorporate play and fun into your day. <laughs> Have fun, you know, and, and don't do it alone. That's another big thing of overwhelm, which I didn't mention. We're so good at trying to do everything by ourselves. We really, really don't have to. It's so much more enjoyable and fun when we're working with someone. That's one of the reasons that myself and Claire are doing this you know, podcast together. Because it's so much more interesting, more enjoyable and more fun. So, yeah, you don't, you know, ask for help. There's always support. There's always solutions. Um, and actually, I have a book, a guide. It's a roadmap to help people live overwhelm free. And it's possible. 
Um, it's a great start. You know, reading a book is always a great start, but a lot of us need additional support because we don't follow through because there's other hidden beliefs and reasons why we don't do the things the book tells us to. Yeah. But it is a really awesome start to helping, giving you some fantastic tools and techniques and exercises or practices to put into your daily lives to help you free, help you free yourself up from overwhelm and anxiety. And also there's a lot more to it as well as things about connecting within with your abundance and connecting into your intuition. It's basically about living in a different way. Yeah. And, and living in a way that actually lights you up and inspires you and energizes you. So there's there's a click in the there's a link, there's a click, there's a link in <laughs> in the, the, the bottom here. Um, so click on the link and you can sign up to receive that roadmap. It's, it's full of some really beautiful activating photos as well. So uh, oh, that's a really good place to start. Oh, it's just delicious. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd encourage viewers to, to maybe um, rewind and go back to the beginning of our conversation and then just, and then just observe because what, I, what I'm feeling in my body right now is um, having been talking with you and hearing about um the work that you do and also kind of some of the very practical uh things that you can do just feel genuinely uplifted genuinely like yes yes <laughs> yes um and so yeah I, I i'll bet kind of going back to the beginning if you, I, you'd, you'd see a, a shift in that that body feeling and you mm -hmm. know the, and so um so I've really enjoyed our conversation. I really, yeah. really have. Um, it's been fantastic. And I'm, I'm sure that many of our, um, our viewers, our listeners as well, will, will take a lot from, from what you've shared. So they can, people can get hold of you uh, through the link in the website or link further yeah, below. I'm gonna put, or... Yeah, we'll put the link of my website in the text. Um, they can reach me. I'm always happy to converse, you know, have conversations with people, either WhatsApp or email me, message me or um, through WhatsApp or email. And if you do feel like you want to know more and you want to delve deeper, um, I do offer a free discovery session, um, which really helps you gain clarity, helps you realize some of the challenges that you face, as well as have a, experience a few breakthroughs. Um, and understand what, you know, if you're feeling really stuck, what are those next steps to help move you forward, whether that's working with me one-on-one -on -one or, or not. So, um, yeah. yes, I invite well, you to uh, take a look at my website. Thanks. And right the way through to retreats as well. So, yes. <laughs> yes, I've got a retreat coming up next year, May 2023. Oh, uh, just book the dates, the 15th to the 21st of May. Um, and also I'm offering solo retreats and retreats for two. So, and I'm doing really special offers on those at the moment. They are never going to be this price again. I'm not um, because I just wanted to give something because so many people are struggling. But It'd what a gorgeous way. way. Yeah. Reset, and, and what a reconnect. Yeah. And, and connecting with you and create you know if this if you can't create the space <laughs> in a busy life then yes. you know this this 
does create the space <laughs> oh yeah and then where I am it's just the perfect place it's peaceful tranquil yeah it's, it's stunning location it's a brilliant place to uh, re- refresh the soul as it were oh Jen um well we'll we'll keep seeing more of you we'll keep talking uh, and I'm sure kind of for many of the topics we'll be you know grabbing more and more nuggets as we go mm. but but for today thank you so much for telling us your story on exponential potential thank <laughs> you Claire <laughs> thank you for listening we'd love to hear your comments and feedback and if you've enjoyed it please click on that subscribe button give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change.